0: The Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, the festival, the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in surprise? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. Not one will be snatched them out of my hand. What my father has given me is greater than all else and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Every week, I get together with my uh, Lutheran colleagues here in Central Connecticut, and we have a text study. We get together, and we talk about the upcoming Sunday's text, and we talk about different things uh, related to the text. One person kind of prepares all of the notes, and and we talk about things that we might want to preach about and, and share ideas. And we, it's become a habit lately that at the very beginning, before we get into the text, we have a list, a list of things happening in the church. For example, recently on that list was the continuation of uh, the season of Easter and Pentecost and our VBS program and anything that is coming up within the life of the church to remember and be aware of. And then there is another list of things happening in the world. What are the significant things happening in the world that might influence us in what we are praying for, in what we are preaching on? And inside, especially the one that are things happening in the world, we find this really kind of odd, out there event. And we, we include it in what we say. For example, when I prepared this about a month ago, it just happened to be during the time that Britney Spears got engaged again. So I put that in my notes. Britney Spears got engaged again. We had a good chuckle. But when I do this research, when I look at what is happening in our world, especially, it's kind of hard to find good news. It's hard to find. Uh, things to celebrate. You read the paper or open social media and, and, you, and you look and you're desperately trying to find those stories that inspire you in some way. Well, I remember it brought me back to the beginning um, of our time in quarantine when, when COVID first started. And the actor John Krasinski had an internet show called "Some Good News," where he gathered all of the good news, and people would send all this good news, and and he shared that. There was about fifteen episodes of that show. He highlighted people doing good things around the world. I searched for some good news to share this Sunday. And I found one news in particular of a woman, Jackie Hunt Bersoma, who has spent the last 104 days of running a marathon every single day. Now, she's run 26.2 miles every single day for the last 104 days. She's forty-six years old, and she broke uh, unofficially. They're still kind of verifying everything, but she broke a Guinness Book of World Record of running the most uh, a marathon for the most consecutive days in the ro- in a row. And and you might that that might be inspiring in and of itself. But the other thing that really caught my eye is that Jackie was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer and the bottom part of her left leg was amputated. So she has this carbon fiber prosthesis on her leg, and she is doing this to help make awareness of those who have uh, amputated body parts. In the Boston Marathon recently was her 92nd run, and she just finished her 104th this past Saturday. She said she was not be able to do this without the support of others, without other people there pushing her, supporting her, praying for her while she does this amazing feat. And we have those certain things that we experience in our life that we could not do unless we had the support of others. There are certain things in our life that we could not do unless we had the support of God. Because what we have read in Scripture again and again and again is that God wants us to have an abundant life, God wants us to experience everything that we possibly can. And what God does is God leads and guides us in the direction that God wants us to go to experience an abundant life. And part of our job as Christians is to discern what the voice of God is telling us to do. Jesus is our good shepherd. And that's what we read in our scripture passage today. Jesus comes to us To lead us and to guide us into the abundant life that we seek. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. We hear Jesus' voice. We know Jesus' voice. We follow Jesus' voice. And we experience the love and the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of God. Because Jesus is calling out to us. For so many reasons, we... have may feel like we have part of who we are, part of our life, part of our being taken away from us. We, when I do search for the good news out in the world, I see how many people are in pain, how many people are suffering, how many people are hurting. And I'm asked again and again, why is this happening? Where is God in all of this? Everything that we've experienced, especially in the last couple of years, we find ourselves wanting to turn away from the news because it becomes upsetting to us. We want to turn off our TVs and close the paper and shut down our phones and computers because it becomes too much to bear. I was talking with one of my neighbors recently about everything that is happening in the world all that we have experienced, and she has had some significant losses in her life as well. And she knows that I am a pastor, and she says, she says, what does heaven look like to you? As a pastor, what does heaven look like? And I thought about it for a minute, and we talked about a couple of things, but I started to reflect on this a little bit more. What does heaven look like? And for me, heaven looks like a place where I am surrounded by people that I love, the people that I care about. We, we read in the book of Revelation, this is what, what the Bible tells us about heaven, there will be a great multitude that no one can count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cry out with a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. Imagine that. We, we talk about peace. We talk about unity. We talk about coming together. And, and imagine people from all different places of the world speaking all different languages coming together for a single purpose, to praise and to love God. Another thing I think that heaven looks like is all the pain that we experience here on earth goes away. When Jesus appeared to his disciples after the resurrection, his body did not resemble all of the hurt and pain that he experienced in this world when he was crucified. Again, in in the book of Revelation, we read that these are they who come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes, and they are made clean, and they are glowing in white. The pain in this world that we experience, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, the mental, all of that goes away. And then the third thing that I think that that we will experience in heaven is this unshakable joy. This unshakable joy that we will experience in our heart, in, in in our lives, in everything that we do. Our heart continues to be saddened by certain things that we experience here on earth, but in heaven We will experience joy that we could not possibly imagine what that looks like here on earth. One of the reasons why I think all this comes into fruition is the love and support that we receive from God, and we we read about it in our psalm today. One of the most beloved psalms in all of scripture. Psalm 23. Most funerals that I preside at request this psalm. We read it. In a certain way, it brings us comfort. It brings us peace. It brings us healing because we know it so well. I remember a number of years ago, I was visiting a church member in a nursing home. And after my visit, I was walking out, and there was this woman standing in front of one room, and she was just sad. She, you could tell that she had been crying, and she looked at me and kind of made eye contact with me. And, and I said hello to her, and she kind of pulled me aside she, and, and said, Can I talk to you for a second? And I said, Sure, we, we can talk for a second. And inside that room was her critically ill mother. She said that her mother was dying. She didn't know how much longer her mother would have left. She asked if we could pray and if I could read a piece of scripture. And I agreed. I said, yes, I, I'd be happy to do that. So we, we said a prayer, and, and not knowing her or her mother, I, I thought, well, I'll, I'll read the 23rd Psalm. And as I read the psalm to her, sitting beside her mother uh, in this bed, I I watched as her mother's lips were moving along as I read the psalm, as she was reciting the psalm along with me. Because of this psalm, we know that during the times when we walk through the darkest valleys, We have the assurance that God is with us, that God is protecting us and watching over us. When the times of trouble arise in our lives, when we are faced with evil and hatred, God is there because we have been promised eternal life, life promised to us because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. The sacrifice, which is the reason why we have an Easter season, the sacrifice is why this movement have been, has been carried out from generation to generation. That sacrifice will continue because we are resurrection people, even when we experience moments of heart, heartache, and loss. Jesus is the Good Shepherd. Jesus is the one who calls us out, and we hear his voice, which leads us to an abundant life given freely to each and every one of us. Thanks be to God, in Jesus' name, amen.